Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Unsung narrative. Young, dumb American. Arrogant. Throwing fits. Ripping shit. Tearing it. Imperative. Then I'm killing this mic no matter where I live. These derelict rappers acting the fool. This embarrassing is flagrant. That's the nature of this entertainment. And we can't even change it. Can't see before arraignment. Now the system tainted. But when we speak, they all laugh at us. And y'all wonder why I'm lacking trust. Try to fight a giant with attorneys that can back him up. That church versus science. Both sides start acting up. I'm late on my assignment. Hopping up a mile high. Climbing. Obviously never silent. New alignment. I'm defined. Can I describe it? Used to describe it as a young graffiti artist. Before the beard, I always got carded. Hit every bar. Even though my bar has been the hardest. The scars on my face. And I ain't always been the smartest. But I'll show you where my heart is. All these silence only make the violence increase. Yeah, we're still not loving police. It's that bright young American, nice, dumb, arrogant. Tight on a mic, but he might need a therapist. Heart full of kerosene, head full of fairy tales. Said that you're my homie, you don't know me, but I know you very well. Roll back on some West Coast shit. This whole track is wetter than your dress code kiss. About to hit the track, running on some retro fit. I guess I'll it, I guess I'll bitch, now let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. A little sports nonsense in whiskey. Tuesday, March 21st. My boy Pinky in the house. How you doing, my guy? Good, buddy. Good. Switched it up from whiskey. Doing some uh, homemade margaritas. You, you... You are uh, allowed to do that. It's acceptable when you do it. You know, I just, uh, my uh, father-in-law, I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, tequila, concentro, orange liqueur, and just squeeze a lime in there. And it's, uh, you know, less sugar. Still gives you that kind of tart taste. Uh, it's pretty good. Um, I just thought I'd switch it up, you know, try something different. All right. All right, I'll I'll allow it. I'll allow it. You know, if we ever get sponsors, you're probably not going to be able to do that. You know, that's okay if they're providing us whiskey yeah, to drink. I'm just saying, take anyhow. advantage of that opportunity now while while you can, and it doesn't do anything. You know. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week, buddy? 
Uh, so far, so good. You know, had a great weekend. Um, spent some time. Uh, my daughter and I went and saw Shazam too. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's. Um, oh, that was not. I, I don't know if that was Pinky approved. You you usually have a definitive answer. That was kind of like well. Well, if you like the first one, you'll like this one. Like it's. Did you not like the first enough. one? I did. I just know certain people have certain opinions when it comes to to DC movies. I thought Shazam, the first one was fun. This one is fun. Like they they do a good job with the. Uh, mythology that they bring into it um, does play, um, but it's still there's something a little bit off about it, in my opinion. Um, this probably would have been a perfect movie to have Shazam fight Black Adam. You know that that's well, you can't do that with the way The Rock tried to take over everything, and he's no longer allowed to be a part of this. <laughs> I mean, that's technically what Black Adam's whole. Um, you know, that's, that's basically what he does in the comics is he's the yeah, alternate I, to Shazam. I didn't know Shazam even existed until really the first one was announced. I don't, um, I don't know a lot about comic book characters that aren't like your main ones. I've, I've come to learn with Marvel coming out and, and DC doing like Shazam and stuff like that. I, I have quickly learned that I am not as, uh, aware of all the characters as I once thought I might have been. Like, I had no idea Guardians of the Galaxy even existed until that first movie came out. Oh, yeah. That was a fun little comic. I kept telling my buddy, I was like, this movie's going to be amazing. It was. I was like, no, no. I was like, it's going to be amazing, bro. Just watch. And sure enough. Both of them have been really good. Um, You didn't know about it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm good with that. Um, Didn't know about Shazam. Now, you, you tell me, is is the way they're portraying it at least accurate? Because Shazam feels like it's a lighter side of DC just because it's a kid becoming like this, this God almost with his power. So it seems like it would be a little bit more lighthearted, uh, a little bit lighter as far as the story's concerned compared to like a Batman that is notoriously like that darker overtone. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, this is definitely lighthearted and it's fun. And that's, that's what, uh, I believe makes it a good movie. Is that, is that the way he is in the comic books though? Or is it a little darker along the DC line? Um, like DC I mean, almost all DC is, is, um, darker, but, um, it's a, you know, it's very similar in the comics because it is that, um, Billy Bastion is a, is a kid. Right. And then he becomes a God when he says Shazam. Right. And it goes back and forth. So that's where it is as a fine level. Zachary Levi is just, he's awesome. I love that guy. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. All right, well, that's good. So Pinky approved. Check that out. Uh, Watched uh, UFC fights with Andy. They were on at three because they were in England. Yep. That was a good time as well. Um, I know you were pulling for Uzman. I was pulling for Edwards. So I'm glad Edwards got the decision there. Yeah, but it 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 wasn't like that. I'll be honest. For a ref, that's a hard fight to judge. Like if the if the refs gave the fight to either one, it's like wasn't that close. It's yeah. Like Edwards literally didn't punch him in the face like almost at all. The only thing Edwards did was kicks. 
And so very similar to the first fight. Or I guess it would be um, the second fight. The second fight, Usman. Yeah, I mean, Usman was beating the crap out of him for for four rounds in the uh, first fight. This one was like Edwards held his own. Absolutely. Um, it's just like, the, the to me, it was basically 2-2. Two, two, and then you had the fifth round. And I thought the fifth round you could have gave to Usman. Uh, Edwards also got docked a point in, a, in one of the earlier rounds. Um, so that was a like a big thing. I just was it just a, a like good it was like, doc? Like, was it a deserved point deduction? Because a lot of times it feels oh, yeah. like they're not. Oh yeah, yeah. He was he had grabbed onto the fence like three times, and even at one point, Usman's trying to slam him, and he's holding right on the fence, and he like he couldn't, and the ref was like right there. So it was, a, a le- it was a legit dock of a point, but um, it just uh, it just lacked. Um, you just you, you want to see a def- something definitive. If right. you look out there, there's enough people out there that said Edwards won. You'll find just as many people out there that said Usman won. I'm like, if you gave it a draw, I'm happy with that. Like, I don't think either one of them really won. I do like it when the champ gets the champ point, you, will. you know, yeah. per se. Because if you didn't knock out the champ and you didn't overly like beat the crap out of the champ, then I can't give you. You know, I can't give you the fight. So they'll fight a couple other people and they'll get back in there again. Um, you think they'll do I'm Wouldn't pretty, that be a fourth? That would, yeah. You think they'll do a fourth? I do because I think, I think, uh, well, I don't know if, I don't know if Edwards is going to keep the belt that long. Like, Uzman well, yeah, I heard Colby Covington called him out and then Dana White just gave him the, the fight, which sounds ridiculous to me. I, I agree. It's ridiculous. Usman ran through that division. Like, he ran through everybody in the division um, until Edwards kicked him in the head, right? So, Usman will fight a couple dudes, and if Ed, the moment, if Edwards loses one fight, Usman will immediately get a title fight against whoever wins. I could see that. I could so, see then that. Edwards wins another fight or so, and then he'd be back, and they'd be fighting again for the fourth time. So I think it'll happen. Okay. Um, that's my my opinion. Uh, the Justin Gaethje fight was actually the best fight of the night. He, he won fight of the night for like a, a thousandth time, didn't he? I mean, that's what he does. He did. Well, he was fighting this guy from one of the stands. I don't know which one. Right, right, Kyrgyzstan right. or somewhere. This guy was like five foot nine jacked just jacked and this guy's punches were lightning fast he, like he looked like gaethy beat the crap out of him though at the end of that fight from the oh, pictures i saw well gaethy was sticking his jabs really well and gaethy was definitely giving it to him um the other guy kind of tired himself out first first round second round because he was throwing this he was throwing haymakers and his, I mean, his hands were so fast. Like Gaethje and him were on different speeds. <laughs> Gaethje did not That's have that speed. Never good. As soon as that guy kind of tore, you know, kind of wore himself out, Gaethje was lighting him up. Couldn't knock him out, but he was definitely lighting him up. That was a good fight. I was that was a that's probably the best fight of the night. Saw some other good. Good submissions. 
it's, it's a good time. Anytime I get to hang out with Andy and have some fun. Um, his, his fiance was there. My wife came, we just kind of relaxed, watched the fights and it was kind of a good, you know, good little afternoon until we, you know, had got into our evening plans after that. And then, um, trying to think what we did Sunday, we did something else Sunday and then just celebrated my son's 18th birthday last night. And, uh, we went out to Tacanos and, um, that's a lot of meat, man. That's a lot of meat. If you don't know how to pace yourself, you could get in a lot of trouble there. Go home not feeling so good because you ate too much for sure. Well, I didn't. Uh, I didn't fill up. You gotta on keep anything. that. You gotta keep that red flag up for a minute. You can't. You can't keep putting the green flag up. You gotta. The red flag has to stay there for a moment. <laughs> it was tough, man. They kept bringing over the teriyaki. The teriyaki yeah. was probably the best. Um, I've I've learned that just. They're like, they try to cut off like, you know, big old slices for you. And I've learned like, I just like, give me just a taster. And I, I get tasters of everything I want first. And if there's something I want more of, then I'll come back to it. But I've, I've learned the hard way myself. I, I've learned that I pretty much don't want any white meat there. I don't like the pork. I'm not a fan of the chicken. Um, the chicken didn't taste like cooked right. It was like almost dry. I get one yeah, they didn't keep the moisture. Overcooked. Moisture. Yeah, for sure. Right. So any of the meats they brought out though were fantastic. So I, next time I'll probably just be like, I don't want none of that. Just bring me some more red meat. There you go. There you go. Yeah. But well, good for Caleb. I heard he got a, got his driver's license, got some J's. He had a good birthday, it sounds like. He had a pretty good birthday. I guess you only turn 18 once, is yeah, what the wife is telling okay. me. That's uh, that's pretty true from what I've been told. Uh, and he got some Jordans from Grandma. Uh, he got uh, he definitely got hooked up for being eighteen. The way it should be. No longer a kid. Give him the last hurrah. That was me, man. You do anything? You get a? I mean, I, I know with little man, you guys don't. Yeah, do a lot no, just uh, not not a whole lot these days. Just kind of hung out with him, and he definitely, you know. He keeps the entertainment going, whether you want to be a part of it or not. <laughs> we will do so, that, me? Watched a lot of basketball. A lot of basketball. Thursday through Sunday, man, I, I was on the TV all day. The wife literally looked at me. She goes, why? You, you don't do this. This is new. Why are you doing this? I said, you, what? No, this is every year. These first four days, this is all I do. Like, I'm not sure how you don't remember this, how you block this out of your memory banks, but... Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Basically, I'm watching March Madness. And that is it, straight through. You and you guys have been married for years. How did she? Uh, did she forget? I don't, I don't know. She's got a lot going on with work. Maybe she just didn't didn't click for some reason. But uh, yeah, this is definitely nothing new for me. I had to tell her go talk to anybody that knows me. This is what I, I used to take days off of work if I had to, so I could watch the tournament. So. Um, this is nothing new by any means. This is this is very much in my wheelhouse. <laughs> so, watched a lot of basketball, and that was about it. Man, it is a good day. Well, let's let's talk about some of that. Well, 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, yeah, let's, let's jump into it. Hold on. Let's talk okay. about Colin Coward first. Let's get that out of the way. Okay. I mean, that's basketball, too. Um, let's talk about some no, negativity. You know, I, uh, I am a fan of Colin Coward. I don't always agree with his takes, but I, I have been a fan of his. and. This take feels so forced, like he's he's either going to get fired or he better create a huge buzz to get his show going again is what it feels like because this is just such a an out-of-touch, unrealistic take. It just blows my mind. And the only thing, the only thing I can relate it to is the LeBron Zelots who will do anything and everything to put Jordan down to build LeBron up rather than just build LeBron up. You know what I mean? Um, but for those that didn't hear it or, or have not, uh, not heard what he actually talked about, but heard that Colin Coward made some crazy comments, here, here's his take. Um, and you don't need context because this is literally his take. Out of nowhere, this is what he came up with. He said, Jordan, Jordan's mythology is, is just that. It's a mythology. It's not a, a fact. It's not based in reality, apparently. It's just a mythology. And this is this is how he, he decided to go about saying that. He tried baseball. He failed. He tried ownership. He was awful. He tried the Wizards. It bombed. Everybody understand. Take out Scottie Pippen and Phil Jackson. This whole Michael Jordan mythology is sort of just that. It's a mythology. This isn't isn't, uh, the Odyssey, right? This isn't, uh, you know, um, the the Ragnarok story from Viking mythology. This isn't any of the Greek trilogies or um, Shakespearean tales. This is not mythology. Michael Jordan actually did these things. He won six NBA titles, two separate three-peats, right? He won a national championship. He dominated the league for years. Yes, he did go try baseball. Guess what every baseball person, true baseball person, says about Michael Jordan with baseball? He was going to make the big leagues. If he stuck with it, he would have been playing in the big leagues. Now, did he start off great? No. Was it an overall roaring success because he made it to the big leagues right away? No. But he played baseball for a year. A year. And what, what age did he start at? 30. He was 30 years old. And he's like, you know what? 
I just won my third NBA championship, three in a row. My father just passed away. Always wanted to see me play baseball. I'm going to go try it out now because I lost my love for basketball. And he was batting mid to mid-high 200s, stolen bases. Yeah, there were some growing pains. But to call baseball uh, awful um, in Colin uh, Kaepernick a failed experiment, that's just not true. Within that year, Michael Jordan showed enough for true baseball people to believe he would have made the league if he stuck with it. So, point one, awful, terrible. No, no base in reality for that take. He tried ownership. He was awful. He was bad. He was, he was bad with the Charlotte Hornets. I'm not going to say he was good. I'm not going to say he was even average. Uh, Charlotte did not do great under Michael Jordan's ownership. Um, as far as expectations to reality well, to just what he accomplished. Keep in mind, keep in mind, great players who try to build a team can't always, like they see the traits, but they forget some of what made them great, right? Yes, that's part of it really, for sure. like, like you can't judge a guy's heart and you can't judge his, you know, you could, Somewhat judges IQ, but like when a guy gets on the court, you're thinking, hey, these are the things I would do. Just do those things. Not every guy can process that information. Not every guy can. Well, and like like Barkley said, you know, he didn't exactly put people around him that were gonna tell him no. Um, that's partly his fault. That's partly the people he hired that were unwilling to tell him no. You know what I mean? Um so you know, that wasn't a good move, but I won't say it was terrible. I won't say it was awful. Um, and then he had some bad breaks. You know, they signed Gordon Hayward to a big deal, and Gordon Hayward goes out and completely destroys his ankle. Um, major rehab needed. And that was when Gordon Hayward was balling. Um, that, that was a great signing by them. It was a good get. So it wasn't necessarily awful. It wasn't good, but it wasn't awful. But at the same time, it also depends on what you want from ownership because he bought the Hornets for like $177 million and he's about to sell them for $1.7 billion. Uh, so, you know, that's not entirely failure either. Um, now, that isn't necessarily what he did with the franchise, um, but it is a nice get. <laughs> so um, I will say the court on-court product was not good. But it was not awful. Um, awful is a very that strong a good return. That's a good return on investment. Damn right. That's that's some serious ROI. <laughs> no doubt there. They do have Lamelo Ball. Um, Lamelo Ball is really good, but you know he's been injured here recently. That's unfortunate. Um, the Mikel Bridges situation. That's not good. You can't. I mean, he was playing well, and then he goes out and does some domestic violence stuff. That's um, you know, say what you want about the case. Uh, he's been cleared, but, um, you know, that put him back. So there's been some issues. Um, not, I would say not all Jordan's fault. And he's only owned the team for 13 years. That franchise has never been great. They had a couple good years with Alonzo and Grandmama Larry Johnson and Muggsy Bogues and those guys. Um, but, you know, the, the, the franchise moved to New Orleans, right? Like, they were so bad, new ownership bought them and shipped them to a different city. So, you know, it's not like he started off with something that was insanely good and he ruined it. 
Um, he tried to take something that was not good and make it better, and it just kind of stayed not good. Right. Uh, to say the Wizards bombed, that is a joke. Uh, in Jordan's final year with the Wizards, he was still putting up all-star numbers. Now, you compare them to Michael Jordan career numbers, and they look bad. But he was 38, 39, 40 years old, still putting up all-star numbers. I, I would not call that a bomb. Uh, Jordan couldn't control what the front office and the owners were doing, no matter how much input he had. Um, you know, Brendan Hayward being a bust, other situations going on. He did what he could, and it didn't work out. Um, that I, I don't know why you would fault Michael Jordan for that. Um, so what he was doing on the court was still all-star level. Now, it might not be upper echelon all-star. It might be lower level all-star. Still all-star at age 38, 39, 40. Keep that in mind. Right. And then to sit here and act like Michael Jordan wouldn't have eventually won championships without Phil Jackson and Scottie Pippen. Um, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. He would have. And, and I've heard multiple, multiple vets come out and say the exact same thing. What if he had won six? What if he had two different three-peats? You know, probably not. Probably not. But to say he only won because of Scottie Pippen and Phil Jackson, I think is absurd. Um, it's absolutely ridiculous. He I mean, was winning before either one of them got there. The only reason he take- didn't go on farther is because the Pistons were allowed to literally mug him in a back alley. Well, it's almost like saying if you pick LeBron up and you don't put him with Dwayne Wade and Shaq and get a title. Or no, I was I'm sorry. Shaq was before. Not Shaq. Yeah. Dwayne won with Shaq but carried Shaq in the finals. So then um, you know, that could have been an MVP year for Shaq instead of Steve Nash, but Wade carried him in the finals. Where did LeBron go? Went and played with his boy down in Miami. Dwayne Wade helped him learn how to win. Chris Bosh came along with them a couple years later. Ray well, Allen. He, he goes back to Cleveland. And then he has Kyrie Irving there and, and, and uh, Love. Yep. He goes out to L.A. He's got Antonio Davis, Anthony Davis. So, like, he would have been in the same situation. If he doesn't go and play with those other stars, does he maybe get one? Sure. Could LeBron get one? Yeah. But they've proven over the last, you know, 15, 20 years, if you don't have other stars around you, you're not going to win. Like, that one guy is not going to win the title. Well, let's be honest. You know, and I'm not trying – I hate that when you say something negative about, like, LeBron, it means you dislike him or you're trying to put him down. And when you say something positive about Jordan, you know, you're trying to build him up. Not the case. I, I, I love LeBron's game. I always have. I was super excited to watch him come to the league. I remember his first game against Sacramento. Um, Duke came in as a prodigy and showed every ounce of why that was the case. Um, but if I'm being critical, if I'm being picky, I can't honestly sit here and say LeBron made his teammates better. Like he he raised the level of his teammates. I've never quite seen that. What I have seen is a great player playing with other really good to great individuals and them coming together to win a championship. LeBron James made Scottie Pippen. 
I don't care what Scottie Pippen says. I don't care what anybody else says. From my eyes, from my basketball knowledge, what I saw with Jordan and without Jordan, Scottie Pippen is a borderline all-star. Scottie Pippen, I mean, he is an all-star, but he's a borderline Hall of Famer without Michael Jordan, period. Michael Jordan made him. Does Phil Jackson become known as Phil Jackson if Michael Jordan isn't his primary star? Hell no. No, you had to get Michael Jordan to buy into the Tex Winters triangle offense and, and run that offense with Michael Jordan, Phil Jackson being the Zen master, being able to bring all these personalities together and allow them to be a cohesive unit. Now, is that a credit to Phil Jackson being able to take these big personalities and allow them to work together as one? Hell yeah, it is. But does anybody listen to that message if Michael Jordan isn't there first taking heat? No, probably not. Um, it's probably a little bit too out of the box for, for most of these guys to get behind. Um, the, the Shaq and Kobe listen to Phil Jackson if Phil Jackson hadn't won six titles with Michael Jordan. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say he doesn't get that opportunity to then get go to another three-peat run with, with Shaq and Kobe. You know what I'm saying? So Michael made all of that work because of who he is, his personality, his determination to win, to be great. Now, did he always go about it the right way? I mean, no. Punching a teammate in the jaw and trying to cold clock him out is not the best way to go about making people want to play with you. Um, but then you see things like on the last dance, the way he talked about a guy like Luke Longley and he admitted, you know, I didn't always talk to him the right way. I didn't always maybe endear myself to him, but I wouldn't have done it without him. And if I'm going to battle, I'm picking Luke Longley every time that shows you that he cared and loved these guys. He just may not have always shown it the right way. So I think the, the coward take is, is, is trash to be perfectly honest with you. Um, and the fact that anybody would listen to it or believe it. Um, it blows my mind. And it blows my mind that somebody who watched Michael Jordan and grew up in, in a time where they were in their, their prime memory years, if you will, to be able to write about it and follow it and, and report on it would come out and give that kind of take is, so, is mind boggling. My, my biggest question is like, why, why? Like it, like, why are we, why are we worried? Like, why are we trying to tear Jordan down at this point? If if LeBron's your guy, like that's cool. Like like prop LeBron up and 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 he's your guy. Like I got no problem with that. People who are LeBron guys, hey man, have fun. I know what I watched. Yeah. Jordan did things I've I haven't seen anybody do since. Um, and he did it in an era where you could be physical, and you still had to be a man and and go to the basket. Um, I love Steph Curry, but like when I, I mean, he's the best shooter ever. Um, I think Jordan would be on point with that. If the game was different back then, like the game was still go to the basket. It wasn't sit back and shoot threes. I think he would be a, a pretty damn good three point shooter. If that's what we asked. He would have learned. He would absolutely learn to be a, a more dominant three point shooter. If he was playing in today's age, for sure. Um, so it, but yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. Perfect. And Colin Coward, we're talking about a bunch of different things that some things I agree with, some things I'm like, where did that come from? Like, um, you know, um, 
but that's Colin Coward. He's not quite Nick Wright. Yeah, well, they're buddies, so <laughs> it but definitely feels buddies, like so. a very, very clickbait. So, so there's With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus there's skip bayless there's nick wright and then Colin Coward's like right there. Like all three now, of them. I will say I, I do have a lot of respect for Skip in, in the sense that everybody that's worked with him from Stephen A. Smith to Shannon Sharp says he's not saying things for a hot take. He's not saying things to get people's attention. He's not saying things to get clicks. What he says he truly believes and he has numbers and arguments to back up his, his thought process. Whether you agree with it or not, and, and a lot of it does come off as this crazy hot take. And I get that. But by all accounts, the people who worked with him have said he truly believes what he says and he is arguing it because he believes it in his eyes and his thought process. I've never heard anybody say that about Nick Wright or Colin Coward. Like, they very much feel like they're just going to hot take everything and see what sticks. You know what I mean? I mean, but, you know, they're still making a lot of money. They're the top guys at Fox. So, you know, power yeah, I feel like I feel like we're doing this wrong, Pinky, by trying to have thoughtful, legitimate um, analysis of the things we bring up with facts behind it. I feel like we're just doing it wrong, apparently, because if we had just done uh, super hot, nonsensical takes and just really gone with the nonsense part of our name and the nonsense, not just being all the other fun stuff we like to talk about. And it really is nonsensical sports takes. Maybe we'd be doing better. I don't know. <laughs> well, at least the trolls would hate us more. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I give legit takes on some of our social media and, and I'm I'm told that I'm just flat out dumb as hell. So I guess it doesn't matter what you do. Somebody's going to come at you for something. Hey, you tell me who did that. Who hurt you? Only I can tell you. To go <laughs> That's my job. That's my job. Oh, goodness, goodness. I'll, I'll let you know if, next time. If anybody's going to call you an idiot, it's me. Okay, that's fair. I like that. That's what you're here for. Keep me grounded, right? <laughs> oh, man. Well, speaking um, of uh, speaking of nonsense and, and being grounded, um, not keeping your head in the clouds, uh, that's the opposite of what the NCAA tournament has been. Uh, baby, did I, did I not tell you it feels like it's going to be all chalk, which means it's probably going to be chaos 
and chaos then ensued. I mean, that's what you want in the tournament in the first two in the first week. You want chaos. That's what you want. Oh yeah, you do. And we got it, baby. And, uh, we we definitely got it, man. Left and right. It's not. I was looking over some past years. It's not the craziest that we've had, but it's up there. It depends on how you want to define crazy. Um, there hasn't necessarily been a ton of last second shots. Like there, there have been multiple of those in years past. We did get one though. Um, which, which the way that came about was absurd. Um, the way Virginia threw that ball, I, I don't know what that guard was thinking. Um, they had a timeout. He could have thrown it off the player. Um, maybe he thought there was less time on the clock, but even then, if you're going to throw it away and up for grabs, you better heave it at least so that it goes out of bounds on the other side of the court rather than right in the middle of the court. Uh, but props to Fairleigh Dickinson for catching that ball. That guy caught that ball at basically center court um, and took a dribble, immediately uh, threw it ahead to his dude standing on the three-point line. Dude turned, shot, buried it, game. Uh, which leads us to our second 16 beating a one. UMBC is now not alone. Virginia wow. also is looking uh, not so hot. Um, you know, losing the way they did. Bro, how do you have a seven foot four monster in Edie at Purdue? Uh, and I said Virginia, I'm sorry. It was the Purdue player throwing it away. Um, I apologize. I, I meant to say Virginia is, is not alone, is losing to the only 16. How do you not get Edie the ball in the last eight minutes of the game? Because I told you. I, I told you when I put up that graphic last week, the reason I'm scared about Purdue is because the tournament usually is dominated by guard play. And they have poor below average. I don't know if I'll say poor below average guard play. And the reason guard play is so important in the tournament is because that's going to be your primary ball handlers. That big guy's relying on somebody to get him the ball, to help him get his shot created. And when you don't have guards that can do that, and you come up against a matchup where the other team has guards, and they can pressure your guards full court and, and put them in bad spots, it's going to cause you to have issues. Now, there are people saying, and it's hard to argue, that was the biggest upset in tournament history. Because, and I have a stat here. Let me find it. Um, do, 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 do. 16 seed Fairleigh Dixon went over one seed Purdue is the biggest upset in the NCAA tournaments since Jay Billis. And this is why. FEU is rated 275th in the nation per Ken Palm, which I talked about last week as being one of the primary ranking systems based on some analytics. Purdue... So FDU was 275. Purdue was eighth. Eighth overall in that ranking. There has never been an upset that was that vast of a difference in the rating system. Wow. So that is partly why people are calling that the biggest upset. Now, unfortunately, their story ended the the their next game out on Saturday. Um, Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic beat them uh, as an eight seed, and we'll move on. But 
still a fabulous story. Um, just an amazing story. Um, then you did have Virginia uh, losing. Give me a second here. I'm going to pull up so we can go through all of it here. Uh, Furman. You got, they lost to yeah, Furman. They lost to Furman. Uh, that was a four beating a 13. And Virginia now, they're. Uh, no, that was a two and a 15. Now. Virginia was two. No, four and a 13. Virginia was a four. I've got the brackets up. That's why I know for sure. Um, let's see if I can. All I know it. is Pinky made money this weekend. That's all yeah, I know. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Uh, shoot, I can't find it now. But basically, it's like Virginia's last four tournaments. It was lose to UMBC, so a 16 beat a one. Then they won the national championship. Then last year, if I remember correctly, they were a two and they lost to a 15. And then this year, they were a four and lost to a 13. And there are a lot of people are out there saying that's that's the worst stretch possible. Virginia's a terrible program. And I'm sitting here going, dude, uh, I would take that. If that was my school, I'll take that national championship and then have a couple off years here and there. Like, that's pretty good still. So, but unfortunately, Virginia's got a, a bad track record here the last four years of losing to really bad seeds. It's not good. It's not, not good. good. Not good. No, it's not. And then uh, Princeton, what happened with Princeton, Pinky? Well, Princeton beat a two seed, right? They did. Princeton beat a two seed. Um, and that was uh, very I'm much sure unexpected. Arizona. Did they beat? Oh, Arizona. Beat the yeah. of Arizona. And a lot of people had Arizona in the final four, and some even had them winning, including Jay Billis. Uh, Jay Billis had Arizona winning it all. Um, so that's rough. Uh, that's not good for Arizona. So Princeton moves on, and then they go on and they win the next game. They play against Missouri. So Princeton has a 15 season the Sweet 16. Yeah, they did. They did. So Princeton's in the Sweet 16. Uh, they're playing Creighton. And I said Creighton is my dark horse for a couple different reasons. I had Creighton. I have Creighton. I have a bracket. I only did two brackets. One sucked. One, I have Creighton and Gonzaga in the final. That a boy. Way to go, Pinky. I've got Creighton winning it. in the bracket. Um, I named it I Love Chaos. So <laughs> Nice. I like it. I like it. So Princeton will be playing Creighton. Um, Duke is out. Kentucky's out. Kansas is out. North Carolina's out. Hold on. Hold on. Moment of si silence for my pain and anguish of Kansas. Fair. Okay. If okay, Bill South on. coaches that game, if Bill South coaches the game, they probably win. But I, I, I don't want to necessarily say that for sure, but it does feel like that that could have possibly been it's true. Hey, it's at least an excuse. Okay. That's, I'm gonna use that's it. fine. But – I didn't think Kansas was going to win it all this year anyways. I've watched them play this year. They don't have, like, they have some good scorers, but they don't have a dominant scorer, like, that can get a bucket when you need it every single time. They have to slow you down and play their game. So, 
It's true. It's true. Um, now, <laughs> this is this is the. We'll have to I talk don't even know, but I'm missing it. some of them. Missing some of them, but but this Arkansas is so does have like a couple dudes that will probably get drafted in the in the NBA. So Arkansas does. They they got some good talent. Uh, this is the so the first like what it was it like sixty years of the tournament roughly. Don't quote me. I can't find my note. I apologize. But at least one of those four blue bloods was in the final four. So from like 1920 to like 2019. Yeah, there was a there was at least one blue blood, one blue blood that made the Sweet Sixteen. Sweet Sixteen, yes. Last last three years, two of those three years, none of them have made it. So there is a slight changing of the guard. I don't think we're quite there yet, um, but I do believe there's a slight changing of the guard where parity is starting to become more common within college basketball, and so those blue bloods aren't necessarily getting all the top recruits like well, they used to. You've got a couple things going on when you talk about that. Mike Krzyzewski's gone. Like, that's a big deal. Duke for Shire's first year, league. though, they had a good year. For his first year, I would say that was a success. So their second half was really good. Absolutely. They came on and, and they made it happen. But that's that was a, that was a problem. Mike Krzyzewski's gone. Then you've got uh, – I don't know what happened to UNC. UNC was like a like a – like they were, they were supposed to be pretty good, and, and they weren't. Kentucky, um, Kansas, um, you got NIL. I, NIL is going to really help some smaller, you know, squads get some of those players. You probably won't see Duke, Kansas, UNC, Kentucky stacking like five one and duns, and you know, holding on to other guys. You've also got, you know, some guys are choosing the G League instead of going to college, right? So, well, and it sounds like thanks to LeBron, and I will give him credit for this because I do believe it is solely because of him um, and his voice and the fact that his son is about to be eligible for the NBA. The NBA will get rid of that. You got to go to college for a year. It'll be back to you. You just have to be 18 to be eligible for the draft, and it'll be up to the owners to make the right decision. I've always hated the one and done. It's stupid. Always, always hated. If a guy is physically dominant in high school, that you want to project him that he can play in the NBA, then who cares? Now, as an owner, yeah, like, well, I didn't see him play college ball. I don't know what he's going to do. That's the risk you're taking, man. Exactly. If you don't want to take, exactly. want to take those risks, that's on you. Like Kobe did it, LeBron did it, Kevin Garnett, I think Moses Malone. There's a ton of them. Absolutely. There, there's a ton of very good stories where it worked. There's also a ton where it was awful. You know what I mean? Like, right. so you got to take again, that risk. And that's part of like, like having the right scouting department. To be able to be like, no, this kid will really be awesome out of high school. Like Carmelo Anthony probably didn't need to play college ball, right? I mean, he took Syracuse to a title. Yeah, um, his freshman year went out and won a title for the Orange. So, yeah, he was ready to go. Anthony <laughs> Davis. Like there's so many guys that were one and done that it's just like, 
you made them play college ball because like you, you made them play college ball to protect the owners from themselves. That's their, that's problem. all it was. That is the only reason that rule was implemented. Absolutely. And it ruined college basketball for a while um, because there's so many dudes doing that. And now it's come back to, I think that rule will go away. You'll start seeing more juniors and seniors playing college basketball. You'll see more Drew Timmies with Gonzaga. And that will really help the college game uh, look a lot better, uh, be more competitive. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And and uh, just an overall better product. So it'll benefit everybody. Um, but tournament, chaos, man. I love it. I absolutely love it. So with the Sweet 16, with who's left, uh, you still got your Bama, right? A lot of people have picked Bama to go on, so that's good. I, I got uh, Bama. I, I told you why I didn't like them last week. I stand true to that. After that incident with Brandon Miller, they fell off a little bit. I think when adversity hits them a little bit more and they get into some of these closer games uh, as the talent picks up, I think they'll have some issues. Um, that's my take. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um You've still got uh, – why am I drawing a blank on the other number one? Houston. Uh, Houston is still in. Thank you. Uh, you still got UCLA in. Um, I said Creighton's my dark horse. Well, I like their path. Creighton does match up against um, Alabama. Houston – I you, mean, Alabama and Creighton would play if they both win. UCLA is in until they play Gonzaga. Gonzaga's going to beat them. I don't know, man. That's, uh, you know, for your bracket, let's hope you're right. Um, but that'll be a rematch of the championship two years ago. Um, and that that's going to be very interesting. Very interesting. Or not the championship, I'm sorry, the final four. Um, so that'll be very interesting um, how that plays out. Um, so there, there's still a lot of really good storylines. I'm not going to go through the whole list right now because I know there's other things we want to discuss. But, um, you know, Chaos ensued, and it was very well worth it. A um, couple other upsets that you can go through and look at. But uh, overall, the tournament has lived up to its name yet again. Um, one thing I will bring up. March and this, Madness. March Madness, baby, lives up to its name. Something I will bring up that's kind of um, runs parallel with, but but not quite the same as the tournament. Um, and it's I think it's only a big deal this year because of who declined the invite. But there's this little tournament called the NIT. Uh, the NIT was really big um, up until about the 1980s when the NCAA expanded the field and more people were invited. 
Um, it is the national championship tournament. It decides who the best team in the country is. It's the one that gives out the award that matters. Uh, UNC didn't make the tournament this year. And they were invited to the NIT, and they politely declined the invitation. I saw a bunch of people. I, I made a comment on social media that, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the NIT is basically it's basically a participation trophy tournament. It, uh, you know, North Carolina decided they don't want the orange slices, and they politely declined the invite and decided their season was over. And I saw a lot of people, which is why I finally decided to comment, say that uh, they're a bunch of whiny kids. This is looks bad on the coaching staff. There's You never decline a chance to play more games. And I, I couldn't disagree more. To me, they were playing to win a championship. You don't do that by going to the NIT. They said our season wasn't good enough. We didn't accomplish our goals. Our season is now over. So we're going to bow out, we're going to eat our crow, and we're going to say we're done, and we're going to move on to next year. And I caught, I caught some heat for saying that. Uh, how do you feel about that, Pinky? Do, do you think they should have gone? Do you think declining is okay? Do you feel like it's just a participation trophy tournament because it doesn't mean anything? So here, here's what I would have done. If I was Rory Williams, I would have gone to my team. Hubert Davis. Did Roy Williams retire? Did I miss that? Yeah, dude, two years ago. Hubert Davis. Hubert Davis was coaching okay. the team last year. Okay. If I'm Hubert Davis, I go to my team and I say, Hey guys, you know, we didn't we didn't make it where we wanted to go. We've got this opportunity to go do this. What do you guys want to do? Because they're the guys that have to go out there. They can get injured. They, you know, there's there's things that could happen. What do you want to do? By all accounts, that's exactly what happened, Pinky. If the team said, we don't want to do that, I'm cool with it. I don't mind. Because the NIT, NIT it, it doesn't matter. If you no, win the matter. NIT, so if they, if, they, if they went out and said, the winner of the NIT gets an automatic bid to next year's tournament, Ooh. awesome. Ooh. I'm cool with that. Because now it says, okay, if we win the NIT next season, doesn't matter. We're already in the March Madness, baby. We're already there. Now we still want to get a good seed and all that, but if we have a, you know, some things don't go our way, like things don't don't work out, we have an automatic bid, right? So if they was that for the NIT, then it matters. The NIT doesn't matter. There's nothing doesn't. about it that matters. I had I had a couple people comment. It, it's you. You're playing to win a trophy. That's exactly why you should participate. And I I went wait a wait. You literally just made my argument for me. You said trophy and participate in the same sentence. Uh, that is exactly what it then becomes a participation trophy. You don't qualify for the NIT. You get invited, and they will if if all the quote unquote top options decline. They will go down the list as far as they need to to make sure they fill out their field. This is not a qualification. This is who the NIT feels are the best remaining teams that they can pick from. So that's like the definition of our participation trophy in my mind. All right, buddy. Are you ready? Hang on. Before we go to football, there is one other thing I want to mention, and we don't talk a lot of baseball, 
Um, but I do want to mention, if you had not been watching the WBC, the World Baseball Classic, um, shame on you. Because this is some of the best baseball I have seen in years. Um, it obviously matters very much to the players involved and, and playing for their home country and wearing that flag, if you will, and representing their people. Um, I think the baseball has been phenomenal. The viewership around the world, maybe not necessarily in the USA, but around the world, has said that the world cares about this event very much so. I think the, I think the WBC is doing itself a bit of injustice holding it um, during spring training of Major League Baseball. I think this needs to either be done at the end of the season um, or in the middle of the summer. Now, that, that would hurt Major League Baseball, and that, that would cause a lot of issues, so that would probably never happen. Um, but I do feel holding it at the beginning of the season um, limits them a little bit from growing it as much as it could be. But from what I've seen and what I've watched, this is the World Cup equivalent for baseball. And as this game grows, yeah, and as this game grows around the world and you see more countries wanting to participate and those countries growing the game within their country, um, I think this can become a really, really big thing for baseball internationally. Um, so I want to make sure people are aware. Uh, we got the championship game going on right now. That's what I keep looking at my phone. So if you think I'm looking away or trying to find other things, I'm pulling up stats from earlier and I'm trying to watch the game at the same time. Um, so it's uh three, two bottom eight Japan up by a run. Otani has, I don't care what anybody says. He has solidified himself uh, by far and away the best baseball player in the world. Bar none period does not matter. I don't want to hear an argument for anybody else. Otani is the dude, the dude. Uh, Trout is finally getting to play meaningful baseball games by all accounts because they were able to make it as Team USA to the championship game. Trout's, Trout doesn't know what this feels like, so that's something. Uh, like I said, bottom of the eight, three, two, one out. Japan is up to bat. Um, it, it's going to go down to the wire, and, and I think people need to be paying attention to this. And if you haven't been – you're going to have to wait a couple years until the next one rolls around, but but pay attention to it because the love of the game that these guys showed while they were playing for their countries, I think, um, has not been seen in in, in Major League I mean, Baseball. I, I do think their timing right now is is pretty good because it's during pre it's during preseason, and these guys are still getting they're still getting their work in, so I, I'm okay with that. Cody, I agree. There, there's not a lot of better options. I just feel like it because they're not at spring training and some of these guys have gotten hurt, Altuve, broken thumb, um, Diaz for the Mets, Edwin Diaz, Torres ACL celebrating a victory. Um, I think it. there are some baseball people who are really trying to take away from what this is and uh, try to cast a bad light on it. Um if there was a way to, on WBC years, maybe let's let's push the season back. Let, let's push the start of Major League Baseball back a month and allow the WBC players to have a spring training, if you will, and then go into the WBC. Maybe that would be the better option. Um, but you're right. A after the season, players would be drained. It would be hard to get the, the best out of them. So I don't disagree with you there. I just... Having it during spring training, I think there are some guys, especially United States guys, who didn't play in it because they're worried about winning a championship in Major League Baseball more than 
what a lot of people have said amounts to an exhibition game in the WBC. So it, it's tough. It's tough. But, um, you know, I'm not a huge baseball guy. I love baseball, but I'm not, I'm not as invested in it um, as some of the other sports that I follow and talk about. Some of that has to do with the fact that the Rockies are trash and that's my team and I can't support the ownership, which makes it hard to support the players. So um, I've decided, so, Caleb, I'm a Braves fan. I, I can't hate you there. We grew up watching them on TBS every afternoon, right? I mean, so I can't hate you always, with that. They were always on TBS. We watched them. I rooted for them during the 90s. I'm a Braves fan. I'm good with that, Pinky. I, I was a huge Braves fan in the 90s with Maddox and Glavin and Smoltz and Avery, um, one of the best rotations ever in the history of Major League Baseball. Fred McGriff, David Justice, Chipper Jones a little bit later on. I was a Braves fan too. Um, and then the Rockies came along and I became a Rockies fan because I finally had a hometown team. I probably should have never done that. Um, if we're being honest, I should have never done that just, just because. Um, that was a mistake. And a mistake a lot of Colorado fans make. <laughs> all right, but all right. WBC so, as a whole, I think, has been really successful. Be looking out for it next time it rolls around. And if you're listening now and you have a chance to throw a TV on while you're watching us, go catch this last inning and a half um, because it's great baseball. Great baseball. Now, transitioning. I think, uh, I think he's been patient. We appreciate him being patient. Uh, we know he also doesn't want to talk about some of this other stuff, so he had no problem sitting in the background, waiting in the studio to bring him on. Ladies and gentlemen, very special guest, uh, one of the originators of Sports Johnson Whiskey, uh, will always be welcome anytime he wants to crash the party and come join. Uh, this is our boy, SP, my guy. How you doing? As soon as you got into basketball or baseball, I literally almost clicked out. I was like, well, at least I'm enough. Um, but, <laughs> I was like, I show up for this? Oh, what am I doing? I timed that perfect. Uh, <laughs> That's great. For those that don't know, SP, uh, our buddy Aaron, um, this whole thing was originally his idea. Uh, we were all hanging out one day. He knows uh, Pinky and I love talking sports. Came to us and said, I got this idea that I thought about. Would you guys want to be a part of this? And and what was our response, Pinky? Uh, yeah. Duh. yeah. Wait, um, I get to drink and talk sports? I'm in. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. exactly. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, the, uh, the technical know how, you have the sports know how. It just, it just worked, you know? So, so first, uh, first two and a half years, roughly, um, SP, uh, Aaron, SP is because, uh, we started deeming him our super producer because, right. uh, he was the only one that knew what we were doing. And to us, that means he's uh, high quality, amazing, and, uh, we can't lose him. So yeah, thanks to his know-how, we got this off the ground. I, I like how you say that. And then you've been like kind of doing your own thing for the last, what, how many months? Uh <laughs> well, I mean, like, like, look. We were doing some StreamYard before we, we were lucky enough to get noticed by MHRT and they pick us up and now we have somebody producing some other things for us. But uh, you'll always be our first love, my guy. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. And um, I was happy to be there for Inception, even though I feel like an abandoned father <laughs> at this point, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> I just did the part that counts, right? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, I've been like, um, definitely been wanting to chat some, uh, a little bit of football with some of the off season stuff going on. And, um, 
course, I now I double stack my Tuesday evenings because everybody's like, we need a day. What day can we do all of our business stuff? And I'm like, Tuesday, why not? And then after the fact, I'm like, of course. Yeah, right. Tuesday, that's podcast day. Right. Okay. So anyways, uh, thanks for bearing with me. It took me a second to get here. Uh, I have been extremely busy, so it's uh, it's been a lot. Yeah, a lot going on. Let me address one thing, Aaron, because I want to I want to know what you want to chat about. But I got to address one of our comments from one of our, our buddies here. Oh, John was asking why I'm wearing a Bengals jersey. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I just figured you, start, you decided to start making good decisions. Was was my first <laughs> uh, I'm like, look at that. He gets a sponsorship, and all of a sudden, you know. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. All right. Nothing's changed. Love it. <laughs> no. Love it. No. So yeah, what did John, you what 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 did, I mean we're gonna talk NFL anyways. So what what big topics or, or thoughts have you had that we can kind of go off of? Oh, were you gonna go into some pinky though? Like you're gonna dress I was something? gonna say, go John, you know me, buddy. I mean, I've got the Broncos tattooed on me. All right. That's my team. But That's Andy true. and I have Ladies said gentlemen. we're gonna go to every stadium and we're gonna root for the home team. We're going to take in like the fan experience at every NFL stadium. Well, if you're going to do that, you got to wear that team's jersey. So you got to get a jersey of every single team. So I'm working on that collection. I bought this one. It's a Joe Burrow. I think it looks really good on me. I was like, I'm going to wear it to the podcast. So that's why I'm wearing it. I've got Josh Allen. I've got Aaron Rodgers. I've got a Mahomes. Um, I've got a Ray Lewis. I've got J.J. Watt. I've got Luke Keekley. I've got um, Aaron Donald. Um, so I'm just I'm working my way down my list of getting one. I got Rob Gronkowski from the Bucks. So well, you know, okay. I mean, you know, he's he's not completely wrong but <laughs> i can't wait to see who you get for the raiders i think it should be jerry rice just to really kind of stick it to the raiders oh, yeah. Um, yeah. there's only two there's Still only two guys car. for the raiders it's marcus <laughs> allen the only correct the only correct answer is marcus oh. allen it's it's bo, bo jackson. jackson or howie long hey, hey, i'll accept bo jackson i apologize i will that would be the one i would get um um howie long i can kind of get behind he is an all-time great he's a hall of famer but you're, you're right. It should be Bo Jackson. I can't believe I haven't said, but Marcus Allen would be a good, good get too. Good stuff. Uh, yes. All right. 
So football, I kind of wanted to, to really just kind of go over what people are thinking of off-season trades, signings, um, what we think is going to happen here by the end of the close. And, you know, of course, we have what draft coming up. How long? Month, month, month and a week, roughly. Month and a week. Um, oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. I don't know why I was thinking it was the end of March, end of April, huh? Something like that, or first week of May. I don't know. Anyways, um, so yeah, like last week of April. Last week of April, gotcha. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I got some interesting feelings about this. Uh, also, of course, wanted to discuss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I see. I see the haters have grown. Um, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, let me ask you this. Let's start with your team. Um, big Cowboys fan. Uh, yeah. They signed today. Actually, I think is a sneaky good pick with Pollard. Um, not sure how long he's going to be out or how long he'll take to recover. Yeah. Obviously, he didn't do well at all with the Chiefs for whatever reason. But I think there's a lot of crazy potential. He's only 25. Ronald Jones, what do you what do you feel about that coming into your backfield? Yeah, I mean, no running back's going to do well under Andy Reid. That's just how it is. He's never going to use them for anything useful whatsoever. He'll never get him an opportunity to have any kind of a rhythm. And unless you're more of a wide receiver than you are a running back, you absolutely have no place in his game plan. So it's like, you know, I don't even know why they bothered signing Jones. But um, I think he's a great fit, and you guys can go back. I've been saying it for years that they never should have signed Elliott that they should have actually had Pollard from the beginning, booted him, never wasted the money. I even said that they shouldn't have signed uh, Prescott. So, like, I was not on that board either. So all these things that they're finally starting to realize after they've burnt millions upon millions of dollars to get literally the same result, um, hopefully now they're starting to figure something out. But, uh, but yeah, I said that from the beginning. Actually, I think um, Ronald Jones is actually closer to Ezekiel Elliott than Elliott is now, you know? He just showed that he's completely lost the step. He doesn't have the luster. There's no strength. There's no power. I mean, injuries are clearly stacking up on him. And he got completely outshined by Pollard, well, who weighs less than him and shows better. Wait, let's be both honest. Of you pause. I apologize. I, I hate doing this when you're finally here to talk with us, SP. But top of the ninth is about to start. <laughs> Japan, Japan is up 3-2. I just – look, 3-2. Otani just came in in relief to pitch the top of the ninth. Um, so if you're, if you're not tuned in, go watch now because this is about as good as it's going to get. Um, like I said, I it's Otani. I'm just going to throw this and out there. Gonna... If they're not tuned in now, they don't care. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know me, you know me, you gave me the quarter flipping designation. So, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna promote everything. I, I apologize to interrupt. Um, but now's the time. Now's the time. I won't mention it again. Let's continue. <laughs> so Rojo is a good hammer. Yeah. He's a good back to half. Like I saw something on Twitter. Does this affect uh Pollard's fantasy value? No, not at no. all. No. Matter of fact, uh, the majority of um the Pollard's touchdowns, I believe, were more than 10 yards out. So it's Absolutely. like yeah, you don't even have to worry about be like, oh, they're gonna give it to him. Like he, he was scoring way before the goal line, so you don't even have to worry about that um for it so yeah no, the only thing i think it could do is, is if if pollard doesn't get back until let's say week six seven eight and and rojo does get to run as the number one and shows out i think it will tell dallas that we're not going to bring pollard back as the 1a guy um he's not going to get those 
true RB1 touches. He'll get more touches than Rojo, but I think they'll still try to use him in that explosive manner. And like you said, use Rojo as that hammer, like you guys were saying. Um, so Rojo will get more touches than maybe originally expected if he shows out and Pollard does take some time to come back. Now, if Pollard's there to start the season or the first couple weeks, I think Rojo's more of a, a spell type of guy that just comes in to give Pollard the breaks. So that'll be an interesting dynamic to look at. Uh, so do the Cowboys try to try to trade up and get Bijan Robinson? I don't know what we have to even work with to try to trade up. Because what, what's his what's his an, anticipated pick? Twentieth, I would say. Round. Yeah. Well, I mean, because what Cowboys are probably what like 26, 27, something 20, like that? 26. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe, but but it's one of those things like it was kind of on my mind. I was like, man, if I were them, I'd go and take advantage of a really stupid team and see if I could trade Prescott to the Bears or something. You know what I mean? And and then uh, <laughs> I'd even take their quarterback. You know, what I mean? I'd go even swap and just get all that cash and just go start signing people. You know what I mean? But I'm like, it, every any their money, their money in sports betting would be better off than on Prescott, in my opinion, because. He's not proved that he could be that guy. He is a true cowboy in cowboy fashion. So, um, hey, if he falls late first, that'll be great. Like, um, I think Bijan's going 18 to 24. That's the range I see him going. And yeah, I do believe yeah. somebody will move up to grab him. And I could see it being somebody like the Eagles, to be perfectly honest with you. Oh, that would hurt. That'd be brutal. They got two first. They could take their first one. What is it, 13, Pinky, I think? Yeah. Trade that back a couple picks and then grab Bijan there and then go grab whatever else you need. I think Bijan's going in that 18 range. I, I got to say I'm absolutely going to despise my division for probably the next seven or eight years um, because the Eagles will for sure be the best team in that division for maybe the next decade. And I wasn't really anticipated or like anything changing, but it's definitely not going to be fun as a Cowboys fan because like, oh, yeah, I remember these years, you know, like back when Andy Reid was – the coach of the Eagles that every year it was always right. the same thing. Right. So yeah, don't, it doesn't even matter if you get a glimmer of hope because here comes the Eagles to squash it out. And then I get to hear it from all the Eagles fans that I work. How do you feel life. about the Stefan Gilmore signing? I don't think that was our problem. So, I mean, it, it's, it's not a bad thing. Matter of fact, if anything, the, one of the biggest things that kind of irritated me was like losing Dalton Schultz. I'm like, why would you let him go? of all things and here's what i find amusing about that though they offered him a three-year 36 million dollar deal he signed a one-year nine million dollar he signed a one-year nine million dollar deal with houston so he actually ruined himself by not accepting the cowboys deal which market value i feel like they gave him a pretty fair deal and he turned it down yeah, I guess that's fair. I really can't blame the Cowboys for that because I don't think he was necessarily worth more uh, more money than that. And it, but and he obviously can't say he's trying to chase wins. Matter of fact, I, it's, it sounds like he's trying to chase losses. Uh, for some I, reason, I think he but. was he was worth more to the Cowboys than anybody else. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So how after he tested free agency, how did they not work out something at that point? I also believe that you guys have a – I believe he was a rookie last year. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. But Jake Ferguson, who showed some flashes 
Um, if he can play the whole season, I don't think they really lost a step with losing Schultz. I think Jake Ferguson can fill in fine with the addition of Brandon Cooks and C.D. Lamb still there. I don't Schultz, see that being an issue for you guys. Schultz was just – I don't know why, but I don't see anything special about Schultz. But he was uh, a good security blanket for Dak. You could say the same thing about Jason Witten, and he went down as an all-time great in Dallas. You know what I mean? So that's always touch and go when – you know, if you got a big body and you know how to just put it in position to to be able to get those balls to you, that's a, that's a skill in and of itself. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And I think it's more of – I think the Cowboys just generally are really good at drafting tight ends. I mean, I don't know what it is about their ability to find tight ends that just work in their system, but, they, I mean, that that's definitely a skill. They've not had a lacking tight end in – what, 20 years? I mean, they, they actually probably longer than that. I mean, let's go back to Jay Novacek. You know what I mean? It's like you look at it, they're running like 30 plus years of like good tight ends. So, um, I, but to go back on the Gilmore thing, I think there's that potential, but I just, that's not their problem. You know what I mean? Th- their problem is, um, even when their defense shows up, their offense chooses to do absolutely nothing to win a game. And so, um, well, that won't be an issue now with Mike McCarthy calling the plays, right? You Jesus guys should be Christ. just fine. Oh, that was absolutely horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. And we deserve every bad thing that happens to us. So it's like, it's whatever <laughs> at this point. Like I said, I'm already men- I'm mentally prepped for the next 10 years of failure and watching the Eagles just flourish and probably cash in a, you know, a Super Bowl or two. Well, so, it's going to be interesting with Kellen Moore calling plays for Justin Herbert this year, what, what that offense does and if they're more consistent. Yeah, um, and what yeah, the Cowboys yeah. do in comparison, because you've got Mike McCarthy saying he wants to run the ball more. He doesn't care about being the top scoring offense. Maybe it's just me, but I'm pretty sure being a top scoring offense means you should win more games than you lose. Especially with as good as our defense has been playing and how they're improving year over year. You'd be like, actually, I think I would want a top scoring offense with as good as our defense has been. Yeah, that maybe kind of, coaching kind of decisions with playoff management and, uh, you know, general game calling, um, maybe that was a problem. But realistically, do you expect a dumb person to say something that's not dumb? You know what I mean? It's like that, that's just kind of kind of how it is. And uh, but anyways, like I said, I'm already mentally there. I'm already like figuring out like, yeah, I think I'm going to be a Jaguars fan for the next 10 years. Um, either that or actually Dolphins. I'm kind of like bordering, definitely in Florida. Yeah. It's like my mind's already retired. You know what I mean? I'm just headed to Florida. I'm going to start cheering for those guys. Uh, Miami's good, bro. I mean, Miami's got a squad right now. If Tua, if Tua stays healthy, it's a it's a big if. He's it's got to be healthy. If. Yeah. But that, if Tua stays healthy, man, they're an AFC contender in my mind. Oh, 100%. Actually, funny enough, I did a little bit like a rankings on, on all the divisions and uh, where I think they're going to be placed in this next um, season. And if the Jets do get Aaron Rodgers, I think for sure they're going to finish number one in that division. But if not, I think Dolphins um, are actually going to take it. And I actually have the Bills down to the third. I think they're barely going to be above the Patriots. I think they're just figured out. You know what I mean? And it, that's just kind of it. They had their chance. And now they've gotten exposed back to back seasons. And that's it. So I don't think a lot, of, I don't think enough people have put credit in the Bills losing Brian DeBall. That's a big deal. Yeah. That's a big Well, deal. let's be honest. I think the, the lack of a run game in Buffalo is part of the reason why people have been able to figure them out, like like you said. So 
unless they want to devote more of that offensive game script to actually trying to run the ball and take some pressure off that passing game, I don't see anything changing. Now, you brought up Aaron Rodgers. I personally, and I might be, you know, on my island, which which I'm, I'm pretty familiar with being there alone, um, but I personally believe the Packers at this point have zero leverage, and the Jets have all the leverage in that situation. This is why I say that. The Jets have a backup plan. Now, it might be a trash backup plan, but they can always go to Wilson if they want to and wait a year and then figure out something in next year's free agency or draft. Yeah. The Packers, there is zero way, zero way you can bring Aaron Rodgers back for two reasons. One, you already said you're going with Jordan Love. He's ready. And two, there's no way you're keeping that $50 million on the books. So I believe whatever the Packers have – million. Whatever the Packers are offered by the Jets, they should just take, even if it's a bag of Cracker Jacks. Because if they wait and they prolong this, two things I think could happen. And this is this is going to take the Jets standing their ground, which I don't know if the Jets have the balls to do it. But you stand your ground and you wait and you say, you know, well, we'll just go with them because Aaron Rodgers could retire if, if the Packers keep trying to screw with him. And the Jets could just go with Wilson. Which, so I don't understand where all these people are saying the Packers hold the leverage and they should wait until they at least get a first at a minimum. On the Jets, I'm not giving up anything other than a third, and that's out of the kindness of my own heart, just so that we can get him into the building now rather than later. What do you guys think? No, I think you're right on. Um, like the Jets, listen, the Jets have already proved, listen, they don't care if they don't win. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> they're not hurting. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, no, this is the year and we're making a run for the Super Bowl. They're like, no, this is the year and we just pick up a quarterback and draft next year. Who cares? You know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't matter. So if the, yeah, if the Packers are smart, because they're clearly going to have to be moving toward the, um, kind of more of a rebuild atmosphere anyways, you take as many draft picks as you possibly can now while you can, um, because you really don't have any other options in that sense. So um, I, I think that's a good move for them. Um, and then plus I think Rogers goes to a division where he genuinely has a good chance of like winning that division, which is exactly what he wants to do. He wants to go somewhere to be a competitor, which ironically Two, three years ago, nobody would have ever said, yeah, let's go to the Jets to be a competitor. But they're actually yeah. building – they are building a solid team. The Dude, only area they're lacking if, is quarterback. If they, have, if they have a competitive or they have a competent quarterback last season, oh yeah, they get in over the Dolphins. Yep. If they have an average quarterback, they're in, and then they beat the Bengals. I mean the Bengals, the yeah. Bills. Yeah. Um, let's be honest. If, if Miami had Tua and not their nah, – if they had Teddy Bridgewater, they probably win that game against Buffalo. Yeah. But instead, they had to go with Skylar Thompson, and that cost them. Yeah, the, um, the Jets. So that goes to your point with the Bills. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say the Jets somehow managed to have like the three worst quarterbacks out of the three worst quarterbacks you can have. Um, that's impressive. You know what I mean? It's like they just need to get their team of people together, pick things, and then have somebody come in and do the exact opposite of what they're saying. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like me at a roulette table. If I put my number down, just go somewhere else. You know what I mean? It's not going to be anywhere near that. And then that's how they should manage basically their quarterback situation. So now I'll caveat that. And you guys may not agree or you might, <laughs> I, I would take Mike White over Baker Mayfield. So they might've had two of the worst three. Um, 
But I personally would rather have Mike White over Baker. It, honestly, <laughs> to me, it completely depends on the team. I think, um, funny enough, Mike White would have been better on the Buccaneers than Baker Mayfield. Uh, and I think Baker would have been better on the Jets. I, I think the the team dynamics actually are, again, perfectly the opposite of what they chose to do, you know? Um, so it's like, I don't know. I think that'll be interesting seeing him, but I don't expect him to do well on the Bucs. I don't expect the Bucs to do well, period. You know, no. if you can't win that like enough games with Tom Brady and then you're going to bring in Baker, be like, Oh no. Yeah. Now things are going to change. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Sell all your stock for all Buccaneers fantasy players while you still can, because it's only going to deteriorate next season quickly. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I'd I'd be shocked if the Bucs don't move Evans or good Godwin before the trade deadline. I get rid of both of them. Absolutely. Clear up that cap, get some picks in. Prep up yeah, you got to start rebuilding from scratch now. Absolutely. Yeah, um, for sure. They are, uh, yeah, they're done, and, and I pretty much already had them at the bottom of the list. Pretty much at the bottom of the list, anyways. So it's like so, they're not going to do anything different. But so, Aaron, you know, we haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah. Who Who is getting the number one pick next season? Oh, I got um, my team. Pinky hasn't asked this yet, so this is we're all on the spot with this. One. I uh, I don't see how. Well, uh, God, because it really depends on two things. I think it, it's um, it's either going to be the the Rams or Cardinals, or I think it's the Raiders. So <laughs> that's it's that's, the car. It's the Cardinals, hand down. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, that, that was that. That's why when I saw that they signed Hopkins, yeah, that cheers, team, gentlemen. That's never happened. I don't. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a first in the history. All, literally, all of us on the same page. Absolutely. And for the for them to sign Hopkins to that two year extension, I'm like, you guys are idiots. Like, why would you burn that cash now? And uh, in wait, the, did that just happen? They're I, still trying to trade Hopkins. No, I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, unless I'm just like smoking crack, you know. Let's see. You've been out of the game for a little bit, buddy. It's true. I think yeah. Hopkins is still on the trade, trade oh, block. Man. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Cool. I could have sworn I saw a two-year $54 million deal, but um okay, maybe I didn't. Or I saw like old news. That could have been it as well, too. Cause I in my opinion, I'm like, you got a new coach. Kyler's not coming back till week 10, maybe. And if he comes back, he can't run on that knee. He yeah, has like, to run to be successful. Right. Yeah, it's gonna take him at least a, a year post post surgery to to get fully up and running. So that's you know, December, January, before you know he can really start full go on it. Um to that extent, like you said. So yeah, I mean, and what what does Arizona have to work with at this point? Nothing. They've got Buda Baker. He's an awesome player. Buda Baker. That's so sad. It's so sad to see careers die because they have to be surrounded by trash. You know, it's um, but yeah, you know, no, for sure. Yeah, I, I like they were immediately like, no, Cardinals are definitely getting first pick, so they better be. Well, checking about out the two years now. ago, we were all on the Cardinals bandwagon of possibly winning the division. Yeah. Um, you know, with Kirk and Hopkins and, uh, you know, with Edmonds and, and Connor in the backfield and Kyler and their defense looked pretty strong and they were putting some pieces around there, Chandler Jones and all these guys. And, and 
Boy, that experiment ended real quick. It did. Yeah, it, it, it got bad super fast. Um, but it there's going to be contention. It's not going to be easy. There are going to be teams fighting for that first pick for sure. Like things are going to get fairly poor. Um, but um, the other thing that I was thinking that might be interesting if Elliot ends up getting picked up by the Chargers and then you have an Austin Eckler and uh, Elliot kind of dual back situation with Kellen Moore there. That could be interesting for that as well. Um, Eckler's trying to get out though. Well, he wants to get paid, but they're not going to trade him and they're not going to pay him. It's it's the chargers. Right. And if he gets franchised and let's say they, they do have a stellar season, then they may open that up and, you know, and and talk. Uh, He he can't get franchised. They're they're past that point. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, never. Well, not this season, but he could next year. Yeah, I was going to say they could do what? Non-exclusive he, no, this or is no? his last year. He's done. Like, you can't oh. franchise him now. I thought he had one more year on his contract. That's what I thought, too. This is the That's last right. year. You can't Why is he trying to request a trade if this is his last year on his contract? Because he, he's wanting to get paid more now than waiting another year into his, you know, into his contract. Oh, he's dude. If I'm if I'm Eckler, I'm keeping my mouth shut, and I know I'm just going to get paid on the open market next year by somebody. Yeah, but he'd be twenty. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. He's twenty nine at that point. But he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear, and he's producing at an insane level still. Um, you're you're right though, Pinky. Once you hit thirty, the NFL pretty much thinks you're done as a running back. Yeah, but when you say like wear and tear. That's almost like looking at a car and you're like, oh, look, it only has 20,000 miles on it. And then you get the car facts, like, but it's been in six accidents. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, the age only matters to a certain degree with him. You know what I mean? True. Oh, that's why it only has 20,000 miles because they haven't been able to drive it. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's been in, in the shop half point. of its life. Yeah. Um, there needs to be a middle ground because he can't, he, the charger said, you can go look for another deal elsewhere. But by all reports, he's not getting it. Can you really go out there and try to play your best for a team who's not going to pay you anything? I don't know. Well, I think if anything... Depends on how bad you want to win, how competitive you are. Well, yeah, I mean, like that. Okay, so that, but that really is the only way you can offset that, right? Because if he comes out and has like a bang-up season... I mean, the season before last, he was... Um, neck and neck with uh, so, what's his name from the Colts? Well, you know, with touchdowns. last two years, yeah. yeah. Last two years, he has thirty-eight touchdowns. Yeah, he's killed Most in the NFL by a lot, actually. Right. And and also the other thing too, and I think people are going to have to start to realize this: age is not the same now as it was a decade ago. Like the ability for people to train, their nutrition, even their their turnarounds from major surgeries are like absolutely phenomenal in comparison to what we were 10 years ago. So I, I think people are going to start to understand that as well, that, you know, people have a lot uh, of room left, even with their age starting to creep up. You even look at Adrian Peterson. He still played to a decent degree, even for his last two, three seasons. So it's, you know, and he was, heard AP, which Eckler has going for him is, is AP couldn't do anything out of the backfield as far as the passing game was. Concerned. Yep. Exactly. Was always an off on him. And if he could have, you would have seen a lot more from him later in his career rather than just that one and two down back kind of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. So Eckler does have that going for him, but he's also a smaller guy. Yeah. Well, smaller guys typically have less wear as well. You know, um, they're either I mean, going to end up he, more concussion prone or they're going to tear stuff. So he did have 107 receptions last season. Like, So that's what I was going to ask you guys. Could he, because I've said this about Christian McCaffrey and I believe this will prolong Christian McCaffrey's 
career and allow him to get paid still, he can just convert to a slot receiver without any issues whatsoever. Could Eckler do something similar and prolong his career and be able to get maybe not a big payday, but a middle of the road payday because of that? I don't, I don't think that's a good move for him. I mean, I would just stick with what he's doing and, and I think his, his type of uh, career is unfortunately going to be one of those things that dwindles out with, you know, one year, 12 million, one year, 12, you know what I mean? That type right. of thing where you just see these residuals until just people don't care anymore. Um, which is a bummer because I, you know, I do think he has like a lot of life and potential and, but I don't know. I think he comes out swinging this year. And if so, then, you know, you might actually start to see some uh, offers come up, but uh <laughs> <laughs> my guy Ray, my guy Ray. Oh boy! I think you should start wearing those jerseys on your day off, dude. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not working. It's not going over well. <laughs> See, oh, put, that one, we, put that one away till you get to Ohio, bro. We oh, we had a guest. We had a guest on last week, Cameron, from one of the other podcasts on the MHRT network, and uh, he was he was digging on Pinky a little bit. <laughs> Pinky had a question whether or not he was going to be allowed back. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I need to talk to this guy. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was good. But yeah, no, it's um, no, it's been a while. I haven't had anybody to talk football with, so that's why I'm like, that's that's. What else true. is on your mind? What else is on your mind? Uh, honestly, I just wanted to, to talk. I've been like running solo for like I'm not even kidding for like the last month, dude. I've been like. Uh, remodeling one building and then rebuilding out and remodeling another building all while setting up all of our franchising stuff, all while getting our commercial kitchen taken care of. And then I'm going to be doing graveyard shifts so I can start doing all of our prepping and for food. Like I'm just, this is nonstop, man. So <laughs> it's like, I felt like I haven't even talked to a person like a, a genuine person in like three months, you know, look, you know, anytime you got some, some spare time around these hours, you can jump on for 30 seconds if you want to, just to shout something out and then disappear. Like You're right. you don't yeah. need an invite. You, you are original to this. You help create it. You are always welcome to come on and, and say whatever you need to. Well, I, I do appreciate that and I'll probably need to take advantage of it more. Oh, and we still got to make sure get our tickets. Go check out that Nike movie coming out next month. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. I'll, uh, I'll snag I'm those in. Sweet. Yeah. I, I'm down. I want to check that out for sure. But this is going to be a good year of movies, complete tangent. But, you know, we always used to talk movies, shows, things like that as well. And, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be actually a really good year for movies. So I'm pretty excited about so, it. So, Aaron, have you watched Last of Us yet? Yes. I'm I'm halfway through. I'm almost, oh, I'm almost okay. there. I'm going to assume it's, you did not good. play the game. I did not. I okay. Did not. The show follows the game. So, I mean, like I knew everything that was going to happen. So, you know, I mean, I wasn't there for the surprise though. I was there for the admiration of the execution because they did phenomenal. What's, what's really funny to me is there's a, there's a really good parallel bef between Pedro Pascal and Grogu and Pedro Pascal and Ellie. Is it, is it Ellie? Am I saying mm -hmm. that wrong? What's her name? No, it's it's Ellie. I just don't know Ellie. who you're talking about. Who's the other person about Pedro Pascal? Who's that? He plays Mandalorian. He's talking Star Wars, Grogu, Baby Yoda. Oh. 
It's literally the same fucking thing. Yeah. He's taking care <laughs> of Ellie in this this you know dystopian world. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. he's taking care of Grogu as well. Like it's the same fucking character. It's awesome. I did. I didn't watch Mandalorian, so that's why I was lost <laughs> on that analogy. But you want to know what? That's why. It's like the difference between Kia and Hyundai. You know, they got to wake one for you, and then they got to wake one for me. So it's like, it's perfect. Yeah. Dude, Mandalorian is, is definitely <laughs> I'm just wondering how many watch. people even caught that. They're like, what the hell is this guy talking about? <laughs> This is why I missed you, dude. Oh my god, the bangers, the bangers. Yeah, this is how I function, bro. Um, oh. But uh, yeah, so no, I'm. Uh, Last of Us was great. I don't. Well, I don't know if you'll be. I don't think you should be disappointed because it's like it is a continuation. It's going to be two seasons, so. Um, oh, know, it's going to be more than that. Probably not. It's, actually, um, I don't no, think so. It's one of HBO's best shows right now. It's going to be more. Yeah, I think HBO learned, though, from Game of Thrones. You don't, if you're going to start with source material, you don't deviate from source material. You don't go yeah. create and rip your own shit. Yeah. If they're, the fact that they got Neil Druckmann in, like the actual, you know, original guy for the game, I don't think they're going to be able to convince him, no, come on, let's just make something up for a third season. You know, Neil will probably be like, nah. Or here's the thing he also might be able to come up with like a whole new brand new perspective of it, you know, from a, like a kind of like the difference between the walking dead and fear the walking dead. Arguably I thought, you know, fear the walking dead was somewhat of a better show um, like to a certain degree. So, I mean, there's always that potential, but I just know what the first and the second game encapsulated. And that doesn't leave a lot of wiggle room for a third season unless they uh, that's true. Playing that game, they uh they picked the perfect ways to induce nostalgia though that's what was so cool is that they picked certain perfect um cinematography from the game and that they did it like literally frame by frame copied it into the actual show but it made it feel that much better to actually see you know the actor environment so, and everything for it so so i watched uh i watched the episode today where they're in Kansas City mhm and I text Andy because Andy's watched the whole thing and he's a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Yeah. I was like, bro, when the zombies crushed Kansas City, I loved every minute of it. <laughs> and he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I just watched the episode in Last of Us where they crushed Kansas City. He was like, oh, that makes sense. Did you also say that it managed to look more hospitable in the show than it did in real life? Oh, God. <laughs> No, all right. Well, make sure he toss that one out there next time. <laughs> but we, we got our draft tickets. We're ready, buddy. We're nice. ready. Nice, man. That's exciting. Speaking um, of draft, um, I know you always like to do your research. Um, more and more over the last couple of years, you've started to look at you know the rookie class and things that I to pay a little bit more attention. Speaking's going to be in Kansas City, so he won't really be around. Setting up uh, some type of stream where we can kind of get together for the first round and, and watch it and bounce off each other and things of that nature. Um, first round, it's on a Thursday night. Keep that in mind. If, if it fits your schedule, um, would love to have you be a part of that, even if it's just for, you know, the beautiful one-off comments that, that will stick with people for a while. 
that's what I do is I make impressions. Um, but yeah, no, I'm down, man. Just make sure, give me like a week notice. I can do that. And in, if, and ensure I put it on the calendar. If it, if it does, if it doesn't on the calendar. Yeah, but I still need notice. Trust I'll me. get you. Yeah, I'll, yeah. When we get closer, I'll, I'll get you. At this I'll, point, I'll make sure to tag you in the podcast chat so that yeah. it's not something that you just okay. let go by. Yeah. All right. So I, I've got to ask you, Aaron. What's up? If you've paid, I know you've been busy, business, all that. If you had to pick one team that got better during free agency, what team would you pick? Wait, are you saying pick the team that has gotten better or best, or one that I'm hoping can still salvage yeah. something? Because <laughs> what what team are you like? You know what? Based on what they did in free agency, I'm kind of excited to watch that team. Uh, it's still the Jets. To be honest, yeah, I, dude, I'm gonna find myself rooting for the Jets this next season. I, I'm pretty much like adopting three, um, three teams since I feel like I just lost my own. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> gonna catch me some strays, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so then at least I have a one in three chance of you know my team not disappointing me. And uh, you know I like numbers, but uh, no, definitely I'm I'm rooting for the Jets. I'm rooting for the Jaguars. And um, the Bears, probably not. No. <laughs> that, that's kind of a lost cause. Um, <laughs> it really is. I don't care what moves they make. It's like unless you make some, you know what they got to do? They got to do what Kobe did. You know, like where you go from eight to twenty-four, twenty-four to eight. You know what I mean? They need to figure out how to do that as a full <laughs> identity and just not be the Bears anymore and sell themselves. I don't care. I don't know. <laughs> they just need to not exist, and, yes. and then we can finally get over them. So, oh, yeah, good, um, good. Ravens are still going to be middle of the road. That, that's not going to change. And them even with what is it not? Was a non-exclusive franchise tag they put on? Yeah. God, they're stupid. Like, you know what I mean? They're just dumb, 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 dumb. So, just... so talking about Lamar, what would you do? Well, I mean, I would have realized what he was three years ago when I actually realized what he was. and. Like I would have kind of planned on getting rid of him and getting what I could because dude Huntley is in my opinion, just as good for what their game plan is. Like as if you want to look at it, just generally speaking, does he have a better arm? Is he better at this? It doesn't matter because they're so single dimensional. That guy could play the role and he could play that role for millions upon millions upon millions of dollars cheaper. So it's like why they just didn't do that. It's just, it's the same thing with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. You know what I mean? That's I think you guys are both terribly long about Lamar, but, you know, that's so, me. Look, look, I will say this about Lamar. I just have an issue giving a guy 200 to $250 million guaranteed when I don't know if he can win in the pocket. All I'm saying, I just um, don't know. I said that, again, that, yeah, good. Horrible, horrible OC, horrible wide receivers. He hasn't had a great team offensively around him, so that could be his problem. I don't know, but it's a big gamble to give a guy that kind of money when you just don't know. Yeah, well, okay, so here's the interesting thing, right? So you do it this way. If you say Lamar goes to the Cowboys and Prescott goes to the Ravens, 
what team gets better, right? And I would argue and say Cowboys get better with Lamar Jackson. The Ravens don't get better with Prescott. So when you look at it in that sense, and you can sit there and say, oh, but he's not a passing quarterback. Well, the Cowboys already showed you what they do with a passing, like, you know, pocket quarterback. That doesn't matter. They need dynamic. Matter of fact, if you look at when Romo was there and how much of a threat he was when he was actually outside of the pocket, that's kind of where, you know, where they won games. He also threw a lot of picks. That's here nor there. Um, <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I, I I think in that sense, it's it's all about the team, the team dynamic. So to Generation X, we went over this last week. You, you're going to beat a dead horse with us. Don't go down that road, sir. Don't go down that road. <laughs> I I got no problem with a guy not playing when he doesn't have a guaranteed contract. I just don't. Uh, I, don't. I don't. I don't. Okay. Well. Okay. Here's the problem with that, Pinky. If I sign you with a four-year deal and I pay you four years of money and you say, actually, I'm only playing for three, you don't think there's a problem with that? Like in what what sense in any well, situation? I, I, I do with that, but Lamar was not playing with that. Lamar had no – nothing. But he got he had no paid. guarantees. But he got paid. It's not like he was out there working for free. You know what I mean? I am not blonde. I am completely. He's not white, talking about you, my guy. I assure oh. you, he's, he's not talking about you. Who's he talking about? Because Lamar's not blonde either. I'm the one that was defending Lamar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I um, I don't have a problem with you defending Lamar. I just don't think you have any merit to defend Lamar. You know what I mean? And Here, I'm like, gonna keep saying it. I, I'm gonna keep saying it. You cannot tell me he's not a thrower of the football until you give him weapons to throw the football to. Josh Allen was said he wasn't going to be a great QB, and then all of a sudden he gets Stephon Diggs. He takes a huge jump. People were questioning <clears throat> Trevor Lawrence after his second year. I mean, after his first year. Granted, there were some other issues going on, but they get him weapons, and look what happens. Yeah. Look at Jalen Hurts. People were saying Jalen Hurts couldn't throw the ball. You bring a number one in with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, all of a sudden he looks like a beast. You cannot sit here and tell me that Lamar Jackson can't do the same thing until you show me he can't do the same thing. And I know Pinky hates this, and you've been over, over the history of the show with us back and forth when I do this. Um, you haven't necessarily hated it, but sometimes you don't necessarily like it. What I saw at Lamar in college was somebody who could throw the football. He's just not being given that true opportunity in Baltimore. So until you give him that true opportunity and you give him some actual wide receiver weapons, until he fails at that, I'm going to stay on that that ledge, if you will. <clears throat> um, again, I don't necessarily have you have a problem with you defending him, and the reason why is because it's almost like. Um, God, I was gonna say something terrible. Never mind. I won't. I won't use that analogy. Instead, I'll just put it this way: It's like for him, you, it's chicken or egg, right? Because you could sit there and say, "Oh, the team doesn't give him these opportunities, and they don't do this or that, whatever." But it could also be the team saying, "We don't think you could do that, so we're not even gonna put that in the game plan." You know what I mean? So they're. Obviously, they're doing what they should be doing to try to leverage themselves for success. So you're arguing that them over the last X amount of years is them not knowing who Lamar Jackson is and for some reason just want to go lose. You know what I mean? So it's like, I can't argue that. I'm like, these guys are the paid professionals. Granted, 
So are a lot of other teams like that we've seen that were absolutely terrible, but I'm going to have to go with, listen, they should know what he can and can't do. And if they're not building around that, there's probably a reason. That's my assumption here. Aaron, I got to ask you a question. Yeah. I have a, I have a beer bet with a buddy of mine (laughs) about Jamar, a Lamar Jackson receiving an offer from another team. What are the odds another team tries to sign Lamar? Oh, wait. Okay. Who, what teams are out there that are absolutely dumb and have a ton of money? Chicago. Well, nobody after free agency. Chicago was the only team that fits that description. Yeah. <laughs> Which were, that was the, uh, the Browns last year. So we, we only get one of those. Um, but yeah. So then the answer is none because it's like, if all the dumb people are already broke, it's just not going to happen. You know what I mean? Uh, at this point. So I will, I, I will say, <laughs> you know, I've been a big thing on, I, I believe there's a lot of collusion going on. Um, whether people want to agree with it or not, I, I believe there's some serious collusion. One, I think that the franchise tag in either form is, is the owner's way of colluding to begin with. I think they're in terribly, terribly bad. Yeah. Um, and they that's should get like, rid of them the next collective bargaining. That's like in poker. If you showed somebody one card, you know what I mean? It, it That's it's like that kind of mentality where you're yeah. giving them a heads up of something, which. Yeah. yeah. Now I did hear something today that I did not fully understand until today. Um, and after it was said, researched a little bit, educated myself. If somebody gives Lamar an offer, the Ravens can sit on it. They have time. It's it's like July seventeenth or something like that before they have to decide if they're going to match it. It's something mm-hmm. ridiculous. Um, and the problem with that is the team that makes that offer, that money is on their books until the Ravens decide whether or not they're going to match or decline. So in that sense, it makes zero business sense for any other team to put an offer to Lamar Jackson without knowing if Baltimore is going to match or decline it because it completely ruins anything else that they can do for the offseason. So it's a built-in collusion right there because those teams then cannot – they're basically bidding against themselves. Um, And then Baltimore gets to play savior in the end if they want to. Right. So there, are, it's just another layer of the franchise tag that I think is completely unfair and ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know, and it, it's I don't know, man. I could like I see the pros and cons for both. You know what I mean? Because players could leverage it a certain way, owners could leverage it a certain way. So it's like it's it's more of like just how you kind of want to play the game and how you want to position it. So I'm not going to say that is inherently bad, you know. But are there things like? Can it promote like bad ways of doing business? Of course, you know what I mean? But like everything can. And it's like, if you wanted to make things more technically fair, I mean, you could also sit there and put it almost like silent bid. Nobody gets to see what offers are that are coming out. You know what I mean? And then that would at least, that would force play or teams to actually pay what they thought the true value was for the players. You know what I mean? So I'm like, there are a lot of things that could be done that would technically make adjustments to it and how it's done. But as it stands now, everything's like the tax code, right? People are always going to use whatever they can in the system to their advantage and you can't hate them for it. So it's like, Hey, we know how I feel about the salary cap. The yeah. magical numbers, baby. Them don't actually <laughs> exist. And anybody who thinks otherwise is foolish. Listen, anybody who um, thinks salary cap matters doesn't know how our government runs. Okay. 
because <laughs> yeah, spend 30 minutes to check out our economics. And you're going to be like, Oh, that's how they do it in the NFL. Gotcha. All right. Print stuff. Right. Okay. Free up things, move that around, do some balance transfers. Gotcha. Yeah, you know what I exactly. mean? It's like, look at that. I got oh, money that, again. That was a signing bonus. No, nah, um, no, nah, we're going to make that guaranteed now as part of your first week's salary. I will hey, say this though. If cash since, over cap. Absolutely. And it's like the other thing too, that kind of annoyed me is like, Especially, I guarantee that they knew Elliot was gone by the end of this last season. I don't know why they didn't try to make a move for DJ Moore because I think DJ Moore would have been a great addition to the Cowboys. Like that is what we need. We needed somebody with size. After losing, because Jerry would have had to Brian, Lamb to give up his eighty-eight jersey. That's why. <laughs> I don't actually. I don't think that would have been too difficult because they would have been like, "Hey, DJ, do you want to play for a team that actually might win some games?" And he'd be like, "Yeah, let's try that." And you know that might have been an incentive enough, but instead he goes to the Bears. <laughs> hey, Justin Fields is gonna ball out this year if they get some offensive line. No, Justin Fields is gonna run a lot, but he's not gonna nope. ball out. Nope, you guys are wrong. He's gonna show you he's a quarterback. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, this time things are gonna be different. I got you. Absolutely. Spoken probably right. like a true Bears fan. I got so. room on the caboose still. You guys are welcome to jump on. You just let me know when you're ready. Nobody's gonna take those seats, dude. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no one's taking those seats. <laughs> yeah. Trains are gonna oh man. No, I'm not gonna say that either. See, I'm all I want to do is just spit things out that are gonna get me canceled. <laughs> no, no, no. We're actually we're actually have some views now. Um yeah, yeah, actually yeah. care about this. We, uh, we yeah. can't get too carried no, away no, no. easy. No, yeah, that's right. All right. I'll share I'll share all that off screen. <laughs> I was gonna bust some stuff out, man. I'm like, yeah, I better not get into politics down there, that's for sure. Yeah, easy. Easy yeah. there, Tiger. People are archiving me. Um start slow. Just, start give me slow. some final thoughts. That's give true. me some final thoughts. Uh, I just can't wait for football season. <laughs> That's all the sports that, you know, I, I really get into, um, you know, I still watch some strong man stuff. That's been kind of cool. Uh, arm wrestling. That's what, uh, June, right? Strong man's um, in June. I don't know actually what it, because they keep doing these little offshoot things like Brian Shaw does his own. Um, the Arnold, uh, does his own as well. And, Plus, I, I like to watch some of the meets as well. So where they're doing like the the deadlift, squat, and bench um, numbers, like it's it's pretty crazy what some of these people are putting on. Oh. <clears throat> April nineteenth through April twenty third is the strongman competition. I figured, uh, and what's interesting is Eddie Hall and uh, and uh, Half Thor Bjornsson apparently are both coming out of retirement to go. Um... <laughs> right. First, they would have to break the doors open because I'm sure it's atrophied and sealed shut. Hey, Broncos but, are going to regret yeah. not drafting him. They're going to regret it. Actually, what's funny is they're going to go back there to look at that bear space and realize it hadn't been there for 20 years, and they're not even sure what happened to it. And you know, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's the Bears. They're already. I'll get you a. I'll, I'll get you a Fields jersey, Caleb. It's fine. I'll get you a Fields jersey. Fine. Just. Like I'll rock that over a Russell Wilson jersey all day, every day, baby. Um, I'm sure they're on clearance, so you can like probably save some cash. So that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, yeah, Justin Fields. What better name for somebody who can only run? You know what I mean? Like it's just <laughs> Fields. Well, it's a good nice. thing Zach's not here. I would really be beat to so, the fire. Aaron, yeah. it's really funny. I, I I saw on one of the ESPN shows. <clears throat> They were talking about Justin Fields, and they were actually singing his praises. But every highlight they ran was just him running. It's true. And I was like, wait, 
you can't tell me he's going to be a great quarterback and then just show highlights of him running the football. Like, you got to go back to college to see him throw the football. The Bears don't let him do it. Yeah, but like, in other words, you're saying, hey, you should go back to like when anybody could throw five touchdowns a game if they really want to. It's you can't be impressed by performance in college. Like that, those are those are the most offset matches you will ever see in anything you want to even call semi-professional sports. Like it, it's it's gross, and you know this. I, I would. I don't agree even know how you can he argue didn't that. do it on the big stage, but he did it on the big stage. That that's where I always go back to. It's not like I'm just talking about him playing against Nebraska. Uh, I'm not bringing that up. I, I'm bringing up what he did against Trevor Lawrence and Clemson. You know what I mean? Alabama. I'm talking about the games that mattered <clears throat> against the best opponents of when he shined the brightest. But those were like that's the. All. But those were the again. Those are the best of college. You know, you get to the NFL, and again, like the, the worst defense was shit that year. No, 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 no. Yes, the it second was. year it wasn't great. Yes, the it first was. year it was. <laughs> Look, but, like we I'm all know. I'm going to stand on this until I'm proven otherwise, and I think next year I'm going to be proven right. Actually, I, I you should do. you should stand on it until you're proven correctly, and because you're going to get tired much more that way. Um, we know that doesn't happen. Yeah, well, dude, you're going to be ten years into like Lamar Jackson's retirement and still saying all those things about like, oh, he's, he would have been he would have been such a good pocket passer. And then we're and then half the people in the audience are gonna be like, "Who's Lamar Jackson?" You know what I mean? That it's gonna be like, uh, "Yeah." Hey, in all fairness, it. I think you could agree. I, I'm pretty good at, at eating my crow and admitting when I'm wrong when it's proven that I was wrong. You're also good at assassinating people just by mentioning their name. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah. I don't. Hey, we haven't introduced <laughs> the people to my curse yet. Let's oh not, Jesus! Yeah, let's no, not no, get no, ahead no. of ourselves. No. We haven't Listen. introduced people to my curse yet. If anybody is familiar with the show Death Note, that is basically Caleb. He's like, I'm going to put your name in my little book. You're my favorite player this year. And you're like, sweet, don't draft him. He might not even make it through preseason. So <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, literally, you know what you should do? Take the time and write off the list of all mm. the people that you were like high on. All you have to start was with the Raiders and people are going to be like, oh, it's like that. You know what I mean? And yes, it is like that. You yeah, are, Henry Ruggs didn't fare so well, did he? No, 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 no. You are you are a curse on society, my friend. Anybody who gets within your good graces does not do well in professional sports. Yeah, anybody so, can sit down and write out the list one of these days just yeah. to just, call it the just to be list. able to paste it and let people yeah. see how true this thing really is. You know that scene on like it was a Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know when he's sitting. <laughs> Oh yeah, Cody. He is he's a death wish, bro. Like just wait till he, he points out and then don't draft him. I'm serious. Um no, it's like you know, the scene on oh, I don't remember what it was with Steve Buscemi, you know, where he's writing all the names down in the little book. Dude, that's like you. You know what I mean? You're just sitting there just yeah. jotting them down, killing careers by every pen stroke. It's uh I, I wish there was no truth to that, but I can't I can't. It's it it's it's ridiculously accurate, unfortunately. Yeah, you're like if they ordered the Madden curse off of Wish. You know what I mean? That, that's basically like, <laughs> like what you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. It's brutal. <laughs> Why you got to do me like that, SP? <laughs> Dude, because this is the most accurate way I could depict it. Like, for real. Because oh, you're, you're not even going off if they're like these high caliber players. Like, some of them are like sleepers. And you're like, oh, sh- they're going to have a breakout year and then it starts and then like, and they broke their Achilles or their ACL or 
they like to drive really fast and drink. You know what I mean? It's like stuff like that. And so, I mean, you're, you do have a knack of like picking poison. So it's, I don't know. That's like good. You should actually start sending tweets out to be like, if you know any better, you got to be like that Will Smith approach, right? If like, you want me to keep your name at my mouth, like you're going to send me, here's my PayPal. You know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) yeah. For real, you're, bro. Yeah, I've been doing it all wrong. I, I've been trying to work for a living to get rich, and really, all I have to do is make sure Dude. NFL players send me a check so they don't ruin their careers. Yeah, absolutely. Here's the guys I'm really high on. <laughs> right. Send me ten dollars to find out who they are. Oh, bro! All you got to do is be like, I'm starting with initials, and then like post <laughs> it in the list, you know, and people can scan it. And be like, oh, that could be me. You know what I mean? And it's like, or jersey numbers. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't know if they're safe you know what i mean and then they'll treat it like final destination like it's going to skip me this year you know what i mean um but Oof. yeah it'll be fun well on that note um pinky give us give us your spiel that, that's become common now and I'll, I'll end as we always do my spiel yeah how do you like to end the show so <laughs> now it clicks <laughs> Well, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little pub pub out there for Jason Tudakis and the Ted Lasso crew, who is out at the White House talking about mental health. You know, reach out to your friends, reach out to your family, the people you care about. Just say how you doing, what's going on. Spread some positivity. You don't know where that's gonna lead. You don't know how people are doing. Find out. Uh, a lot of us, uh, you know, once we get married, we have kids, we get busy in business, we can kind of get into our own world. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we need someone else to ask, how are you doing? What can I do to help you? Right? Yeah. And I think that's important to 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 keep connected with the people you care about. Absolutely. Cool. uh, So that's how I I ended the show since the day we started. Um, So I guess I'll do Pinky's and mine. Uh, We are privileged to be part of the MHRT network. Uh, There are many great podcasts on this network, uh, not just ours. Although selfishly, I hope you support ours first and then everybody else's. Um, But there's a lot of great voices, a lot of great information. Um, check all of them out from hockey to Broncos to uh, a couple new ones coming out that we spoke about last week. Pinky, do you want to mention all these names finally? Well, I just wanted to mention, we got a shout out on the 50 to 80 podcast that comes out before ours. We are the only podcast on the network that talks about everything. Like a lot of, well, in the cluster podcast, they talk about avalanche hockey but most of everybody else talks about the broncos in some way shape or form and we talk about everything and i think that is awesome (laughs) oh you've always been the main perpetrator of that yeah um facts facts but i love it i absolutely love it um as always uh to to piggyback on what pinky said you know, we are we are very big on our free time being devoted to what we love and who we love. So 
Cherish those moments you have with your loved ones, friends, anybody you consider family. Do not let those moments pass you by. Always take advantage of when you have them, no matter how short or long they are. Um, we love Pinky because he loves all aspects of football. So do not hate on him for wanting to rep the game he loves. Um, SP, God, man, it was good to see you and hear you and, and, and have you on with us again, like I said. And, and Pinky will echo it. We always mean it. You don't need an invite. We see you pop into the studio. You want to, you want the link to jump in. You let us know. You're always welcome and always will be. Um, on that note, you know what? We're out. He left. I'll message him real quick. Where'd you go? Well, another one in the books, my guy. Man. It, it, it is funny. There he is. There he is. Get him back in. There no, we go. Oh, like the, the outro stuff playing. I'm like, all right, well, I guess that's it. Because like, <laughs> anywhere else. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I've already spent too much time here. So I'm gonna... <laughs> but um yeah, no, no, no. It was a good time, man. Like, I haven't had a chance to actually, like, chill and chat with people and actually have a good time.